you're the best one at doing that anyway. That's true. Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we give you the tools to repair your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. Do you think the map's changed at all, boys? Uh, I would say a little bit. <laughs> it's like there's another page we didn't know was in the map. Yeah, you know, the stay at home and survive page. <laughs> I keep uh, keep reading the news, and all these politicians keep trying to mess with my recession. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to stimulate you out of a recession. Exactly, yeah. it's terrible. I just want a huge crash so we can get on with it. <laughs> yeah, they don't seem to be allowing that to happen. I'm I'm looking at my beer because I'm thirsty to crack it. We had some technical issues getting this running. Uh, it is oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yes. I am having the well. It's of course as usual social distancing. It's the money mechanic at my house in the garage. The accountant is at home in his home office, and the economist is also in his home office. Well, at least you guys have home offices because my coworkers around here have been snoring and farting a lot. <laughs> yeah, those dogs uh, tend to make themselves known. Yeah. So I'm anyway, I'm having a, a steam works hazy pale ale tonight, uh, brewed in Vancouver. And I'm just, I'm rolling this can around before I open it and there's no blurb on it, but I am happy to say there are orcas on it. There's a sailboat that is actually a bottle with a sail on it. And there's a guy surfing a bottle opener. So yeah. So, uh, anyway, cheers. So it's more like a, an illustrated story. It's kind of what it is. I didn't. Re- oh, there's some dolphins on it too. I could I could keep going. There's some mountains in the sunset. I'm having a tiger shark over here. Does that one have a blurb? Uh, it's in my Yeti, so I can't actually see the camera right now. <laughs> Jeez, we're just we're just not ready for this, are we? No, we're not. No, no, we're not ready for the social distancing podcast. What do you have, an economist? I got a glass of uh, home brew red wine. Nice. Yeah. So there's two ways I want to go right now. First of all, I want to talk to the accountant about his tiger shark because that comes from Phillips Brewing in Victoria. And they are one of the, quite a few of the local breweries have taken up uh, home delivery at this awkward time for all of us. So keeping with that, I social distance and order some beers to support the brewery and and purchase directly from them. And also... They're using uh, Victoria Beer Tours. Give them a plug because they're obviously not going to be doing many beer tours for uh, the beginning part of this year. So anyway, the guy shows up, delivers the beer, and I thought, well, you know what? Why don't I fill up the laundry sink full of uh, brewing sanitizer and put all those beers in there and make sure they're nice and clean too? Because I'm sitting here sipping it out of a metal can, and we've heard all the how long things live on metal these days. So Yeah, yeah that's, that's not a bad that's idea. Probably, that's probably a good call. I might be a little extreme to have 48 beers crowded around in a sink, but you know what? Hey, can't be too safe. Throw some ice in there and then you're ready for the afternoon. Well, that's the problem is the brewing sanitizer works best with hot water. So it's like, luckily the beer wasn't cold when it got here. So it got warmed up. It's now in like the pantry cooling down. It'll be ready for tomorrow. Okay. Perfect. There you go. That Well, yeah. and then you don't drink them all on the first day. So probably a blessing in disguise. Speaking of drinking it all on the first day. <laughs> I have, I have, <laughs> I, we did an episode quite a while back about one of the things that are important to your FI journey, or it may or may not be, but I always thought it was important was being able to brew your own booze. 
Okay. If this isn't the best time to learn how to brew, and I may, it may not be if you don't have the equipment you have to go out. I'm not advocating that at all. But if you've got some basic things around the house, you can probably make some booze. Literally, we had apple juice left over anyway because we stock up when it's a dollar liter. So uh, we made ourselves an apple cider about a week ago. And all it was is a leftover pack of brewing yeast from a Cooper's beer pack, right? We just put all that uh, juice in a jug. Put the yeast in it three days later, transferred over. It'll be ready to bottle in a few days. And before I've self-imposed my lockdown, I, I went out and picked up. And you can pick these up from Save on Foods in British Columbia. And I don't know what other grocery stores in Canada have them. But you can pick up the brewing kits right. that basically make 22 liters of beer with just add water type thing. I wonder if that's one of the uh, items they'll uh, do the you know, store the store shops for you and you just drive by and pick it up? I don't see why they wouldn't. They, like I said, I don't know about the rest of Canada, but in British Columbia, Save on Foods, they've always had their wine brewing and beer brewing little section there in, in the grocery store. And, and you can pick up these kits. It's like, I picked them up a couple of weeks ago. There's $18 for a tin of, uh, basically, it's a flavored uh, malt ex- liquid malt extract that you mix with warm water and you add a little bit more sugar. You put the yeast in it and bingo, bango, bongo, you've got beer in a couple of weeks. So nice. you're talking less than a dollar a liter. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, it's this is why I brought it up in our fi episode a long time ago i mean this is something to consider at the best of times let alone the worst of times right but i mean in a time when you're looking for extra money savings to put into the market what a great way to go yeah uh speaking of the markets uh this is going to be one of those shows (laughs) where we're kind of all over the map uh we're not sitting around the table together which again feels weird so yeah we don't really know what direction to take we realized that the last recording was outdated the day after we recorded it the minute we recorded it <laughs> yeah i mean ultimately we're just here having a beer and bsing with each other like we originally planned anyway so whatever comes out of this comes out of this yeah. so gentlemen uh, how's everyone getting through their uh, self-quarantine days how are you enjoying your work from home there mr we're not self-quarantining are we we're social distancing right uh, well whatever i'm i haven't left the house in a few days <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we're not allowed to go to work anymore. Mm-mm. No, which you know, no more work. So I gotta ask: Is this like a Phi dry run? I don't think so. Seems different than what we're all planning for, doesn't it? Well, I guess that depends on what you're planning for. Uh, and I'm not. I know there's a lot of people out there that are have a lot of challenges right now, and I respect that. Um, I'm quite used to being around the house and doing things. I work sporadically, so I'm away and it's a very intense working period. And then I'm at home and it's a very kind of laid back period. So I'm using this as part of that laid back period. Um, I definitely have a little bit of stress of when I may be going back to work. I don't know how this whole coast fi thing is going to work when you don't quite get to pick and choose your shifts, but uh, I'm still confident. I'm still comfortable. But as for being at home, it's interesting having my wife working at home because you know she's lucky to be able to work from home and we're also very lucky to have the space that we can kind of separate a little bit and and have that time and i think that's really the hardest thing is like oh now she sees what <laughs> what i'm doing on my day off <laughs> uh i'm never going back to work by the way i refuse to do anything but work from home 
So you like this? This is the best. Because really, yeah. you're the you're the guy whose life change life has changed the most for. Yeah, I mean, I have no. My days are just so relaxed. <laughs> There's nobody walking into my office and causing problems because they can't. See, I'm used to this because I work from home three days a week. So ah, yes, it's just an extension. I I save some travel, which is nice, but really. Not a lot has changed for me. So I, again, we're all pretty lucky here. We're uh, yeah, we're riding this out as best we as best we could hope to. Really, yeah. I mean, I'm incredibly fortunate to have not lost my income and to still be working from home. And like the beauty I've found of working from home, like I get up at six o'clock, like I do every day. Except I'm I make a pot of coffee, and within ten minutes, I'm working. And I can get a whole bunch of stuff done, and then I do a workout in the home gym, and then I work for the afternoon, and my day is generally over by like two or three. So you're getting up and at them. Up and at them, and then I just putter around the house for the rest of the day, do housework, yard work, whatever. Nice. So how many people do you think are working from home right now and going, why the hell did I ever get in a car and commute for half an hour? I've, that's got to be a huge feeling going on right now gotta be massive right i mean let's not even get into the the savings of the gas that everybody's spending the time the takeout food all the rest of it but just your it's it's interesting how a very very stressful time that this is has also if you can pull away from that and go hey it's really nice that i get to go and sequester myself in some place in my house and do work and not have to drive, not have to compete with traffic. And, and I get to see my family. Maybe you break for lunch and you have lunch with your kids and your husband now that you never used to do, right? I mean, this is – it's one of the things that I've thought about is, to me, what I've thought Coastify made sense is because you get to dial everything back and maybe you got to work from home job. Maybe you only go to work once in a while. Just gives you that time to be at home. and and I think. One of the things I, I, I've been trying to practice this for quite a while is is just be very content to be at home. And for some, I think it feels like they're wasting time because they're so used to being so uh, under under huge time demands. So being at home is like, well, I haven't taken my pajamas off for two days. I'm completely unproductive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, okay. So. Um, <laughs> I'll go one ahead. at a time. You know, you know those little. Okay, look on the left side of your screen. See the little hand. You click yeah. on your hand. It means you're next. Oh, really? Gotcha. <laughs> huh. So, um, I, I've, I've heard <laughs> he's got his hand up. Yeah, he's next <laughs> after me. <laughs> okay, okay, but uh... I. I I've heard it too, where people are not so excited about working from home, either because they think they're less efficient or there's some social aspect to their job that they're missing. You know, that's not my spot necessarily. I do find that if I don't take my pajamas off, that's a big problem for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I agree. That's there's definitely a uh, there's something mentally about actually putting on clothes. It does make you feel like you've done more in a day. But I mean, another, like, I'm wondering if something that's going to come out of all this is all these people who have been forced to slow down their lives and have been forced to take a step back and reflect 
all these really busy people and just be like, well, why have I been so busy? Like, isn't it kind of nice to just slow it down a little bit, to spend some more time around the house, to not always be running around? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. The one thing I do think about that, though, is, uh, you know, we're, again, very lucky uh, for a lot of reasons. I, I think about my recent trip a couple month and a half ago down to San Diego. We stayed in a beautiful apartment tower downtown San Diego and we're on the 33rd floor and and I couldn't say enough about the view of the city. It was absolutely gorgeous and mesmerizing but I'd sure hate to be (laughs) in that box in the sky right now because you because basically we as we all should be keeping keeping our distance it's almost impossible to do when you're in a gigantic building like that so for all the people that are listening that are kind of in a small enclosed space with their significant other and it's it's awkward i i totally get it that i think that's the hardest thing that comes out of this is not just staying at home and having time to yourself it's like staying home and going i need time away from other people or even just away from your home that's that's hard especially when there's so much stress yeah it is hard and the other thing i'd say to the accountant is um i'd like to take life slow as my choice, not necessarily somebody telling me, okay, you got to slow things down right now. Yeah, that's a that's a valid point. Things are always a little more enjoyable when it's actually your choice. And I, I think you make a good point there, mechanic, too, that like, you know, I have a yard. I mean, I don't really have a yard. I have a pit, but <laughs> the, pit, the pit is pretty enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. Like I was sent a picture out today that I organized the shed and I was power washing the outside and I sure wish I could just come inside and power wash the rest of the house inside. That'd be great. <laughs> but it's it's those freedoms that I think a lot of people now are are really missing. Just the freedom to take your kid to the playground or, or whatnot. I did an episode on Explore FI Canada the other day about homeschooling and there's just so many challenges that we as you know, as as men with uh, significant others, but without kids, don't realize. And I just want to be respectful of everybody out there that's going through challenges right now. And speaking of that, how are you doing with your coworkers <laughs> being with you all the time? I think you nailed it. They see what you do all day. What's going on? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a little bit eye-opening. But uh, really, the only issue for me is when we we have a call, one of us has a call, the office gets pretty small. But uh, right. aside from that, life is good. We get to have uh, lunch together. Yeah, you know, can't complain really. Yeah, I had to. Uh, I had to miss a Zoom meetup the other day because my wife had an ongoing Zoom meetup already. I'm not sure if our internet can actually handle two Zoom meetups from the same house. So we're on we're on a budget program there. So <laughs> yeah, your your internet is on the budget side, isn't it? Definitely. This is just about all I can do to record all three of us right now. (laughs) (laughs) So getting into some money topics, it's been a roller coaster ride. If you've been watching any of the markets, how closely the last episode we talked about keeping the economist from panic buying and the accountant from digging deep into his leverage. And I've been kind of just sidelining a little bit because I'd come off some months off work and wasn't sure where the next paycheck or how, when the next paycheck would be. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of keeping an eye on my cash, keep, make sure my emergency fund is full. And I'm sure all our listeners are well prepared with their emergency funds and their emergency plans. But that's got to be top of the mind right now, along with how do you take advantage of 
these markets because it's here we are again dating recording on the 25th markets were up for two days in a row that's not enough to think we've changed any any path here still don't like it though (laughs) no still don't like the race that's for sure but there's no way you can time this right now just you know if you have money and you're planning on buying buy don't don't second guess it like i don't for a minute think that things aren't going to get a whole lot worse here before they get better but what's the saying time in the market beats timing the market just put it in i agree i agree yeah i mean if you had taken you know if i had waited after yesterday's increase to buy today because i thought it was going to go back down well we're up another what 10 percent today so then you're waiting again so then you're waiting again like don't I mean, who, maybe today was the bottom, or maybe two days ago was the bottom. Maybe today's the top, and it's about to f- plummet again. Like, we have no idea. So what's your take on the whole dollar cost averaging? Because in my mind, that's kind of what the FI community has set out to do anyway, right? We have our monthly allocation. I mean, maybe the time now is to break out your monthly allocation a little bit more, right? So instead of, like, I used to be one chunk a month. Well, maybe I want to split that into four now, or maybe split it into six. And even though most of the time I'm buying ETFs anyway, so it's free, uh, just get that in there. There was I read a post on the Choose FI Canada site where they're like, oh, JL Collins is against dollar cost averaging. But if you read the article, it's because he's talking about a large lump sum of money to put into the market at one time. I think we're in a different situation now where adding a little bit every maybe once a week is the only way you can kind of stay sane with what's going on. And I mean, I think that's a huge part that you're talking about is investor psychology, right? Like what what's going to make you feel the best? Like if you would feel really nervous because you're dropping 10 grand in tomorrow, but you'd feel better about it dropping a thousand bucks a week for the next 10 weeks, well then do that. Like what you got to be able to sleep at night at the end of the day. And not to mention, in five years, you're going to look back at the prices that you paid for things over the next six months, and you're going to be so happy with whatever price you paid. Except the price you paid for toilet paper. Well, <laughs> toilet paper. Oh, man. I just got a candy delivery. Oh, that's... Ooh. Life, is, life is good, eh? Oh, man. Hello, fun hello Mrs. Accountant. <laughs> yeah. This is the best. <laughs> like I said, I'm never leaving. Does candy really go with beer? Uh, dude, candy goes with everything. Come on. <laughs> Chocolate goes with dark beer. Yeah. Maybe this is the time we finally do the spouse episode because it's not like they can have anything else to do than sit on the FI garage with us. Yeah, it could happen. I still don't know how well I would be able to uh, get Mrs. Accountant on that, but we'll see. I'll, I'll try it. Well, we did have the hangout with the spouses the other day. Well, that's social true. distancing hangout. Maybe we just maybe we just mask it as a hangout, but then in reality, it's actually an episode, and we just don't tell right. them we're recording. Exactly. That's probably illegal, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back into current events here. There was a stimulus announced for Canada today, and I won't go into the details because that's probably going to be irrelevant by the time anybody's going to listen to this episode. There has also been some action on the rent and landlord front. Uh, accountant, have you been keeping up with that news? Yeah, I do not like what they have done with that. Why not? Is that um, to do with the Red Bank? I just don't like the messaging of it. Because they put out that, okay, there's a moratorium on evictions in BC. And you know that a bunch of people 
are going to work with their landlords. A bunch of landlords are going to be well-behaved and give breaks to people who need it, and people are going to try their rent. But then there's also a whole bunch of people who are going to see that headline and go, yeah, I'm not paying my rent. I can't get evicted. Right. Yeah. And then what do you do in that scenario where somebody like, I mean, obviously we can talk forever about rental stuff and, you know, picking good tenants and going through all that stuff. But so like landlords have lost their teeth. They, they already almost have no rights in this province. And now it's like, okay, well, there's a moratorium on evictions. Like your renter well, doesn't even have to pl- apply for the rent bank. They could just choose to not pay you and not apply for it, even though it would get given to them. I thought the rent bank got given to the landlord. It does, but your renter has to apply for it. Right. There should be some stipulation, and we don't know that there isn't, but that if you don't apply for it, you get evicted. I mean... But if you don't apply for it, and you don't pay rent, you should get evicted. Yeah. If all you can afford is the 500 rent bank, I mean, that's another story that I don't really want to get into, but they should have to... The renter should have to apply for the the money to have the eviction moratorium apply to them. Yeah. What I really want is that people act reasonably. You know, like if if one of my tenants came to me right now and was like, hey, I'm going to have a really hard time paying rent, I'm absolutely going to work with them. I'm not kicking anybody out right now. I'm not concerned. I just, I worry that there's a lot of people that are going to abuse the system. Yeah. Well, that's, just naturally what happens i don't think there's any way to avoid that any any of these no. measures any of the, these are all stopgap measures and totally. let's let's hope that they're put in place to help the people that need them most right and it's unfortunate that in any in any situation where people have an opportunity to, like i'm a, i'm self-employed and i've i chose not to go back to work so i will not be trying to claim my whatever it is, allowance, even though I don't pay into EI, I will not try and claim that because I'm not entitled to it. And I think there are people that are. Well, you are entitled to it. Uh, Yeah, but (laughs) I don't want, I think there's people that need it more than I do. You're just a nice guy. That's Uh, that's why we we need to work on our interviewing. We're just too nice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm also choosing to stay home voluntarily. And that's what I think is the right thing to do. So yeah. Right. Not in the spirit of it. No, and that's yeah. the thing. I think that I really hope that people take that to heart right now. And it's only people that actually need the assistance that are going after it. Because if people who don't need it are trying to take it, well, you're taking it away from somebody potentially that actually needs it. It's true. Yeah. So here's something that's interesting. We've had to, of course, in this time, dig through the numbers of our own personal finance a little bit. And uh, you guys are both still working, but I'm I'm not. I'm actually coming off uh, a few months of not working, and on a contract basis, I I plan my year fairly well. This is a little bit of a black swan to have where we're at now for my future earnings for this year, right? But I also crunch our numbers and look at it that currently my wife still has income, and as long as that stays around for the foreseeable future we can shrink our budget and accommodate and be completely fine on a single income, which I think is an interesting topic for those that are trying to achieve FI, right? If you've been trying to achieve that, you know, golden 50% savings rate and one of you isn't working right now, that should be okay. You're, you're, yeah, you're not going to be able to save for the next six months, but it shouldn't really change anything. And you should actually probably be spending less right now because you're staying home. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's so, one of the things that I've found is I'm spending way less. Apart from beer delivery. Well, apart from the beer delivery, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, necessities, right? Wasn't yeah. uh, Hasn't liquor been declared an essential service in Ontario and uh, New Brunswick? Uh, I think we should rephrase that and say tax from liquor has been declared an essential service. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> probably more accurate. <laughs> but, you know, my point is that if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably on uh, at your some point in your path to FI. And I think it's just interesting that we've probably all crunched our numbers out there. And I never thought I'd have to live off one income, but here I am. And it's good to know that it'll be tight, but we can manage and we'll get by. We won't need any assistance. We can pay our mortgage. We can continue with a slightly reduced type of lifestyle, but hey, we're staying home anyway. So uh, I think that's a bit of a silver lining to this whole FI movement. And there's been a lot of, I've seen a little bit here and there of like, is this the death of the fire trend and blah, blah, blah. And and I I really don't think it is. I I think if anything, it cements it more. Because while everybody else is freaking out, you've got an emergency plan and you have savings and you're tracking expenses and know where you can cut more and know what you can do. And I mean, I've, all I've seen is most people that are in the movement feel completely comfortable. They're not freaking out. Yeah, like the economist said, is this is might be your little three-month trial run of, oh, you get to stay home. You got all the time in the world. Do you want to take an online course? Do you want to better yourself? Do you want to try different things? Obviously, without going outside or going, <laughs> you know, going <laughs> hanging out, unfortunately. But, but you know what I mean? It's like, you know, the biggest question that is often asked is, retire to something right it's like what are you going to do when you don't have a job anymore and i definitely don't want to say that from the point of view of people that are laid off right now but those people that are at home and don't technically have anywhere to go to work it's like what would you do with your time if you could do it without seeing other people i guess is really the <laughs> question that's yeah. the key <laughs> There's, there is the key. Yes. <laughs> what would you well but uh, don't you think that's kind of important because happiness comes from within for sure yeah good point i i think it's huge it also comes from uh, the world i think it comes with w- from within but nature has a lot to do with that yeah yeah right? no absolutely and i think the other thing is like you can still see people like, as you were saying, we had a big Zoom call with a bunch of our friends the other night. It's funny, I've actually started conversing with friends that live in other countries and other cities way more and had big group Zoom calls. And we were all saying to ourselves, like, how do we not do this more often? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like this was completely available to us. And only because we were stuck inside our, our houses did we think about, hey, why don't I call all these people that like I wouldn't be able to go see them anyway? That's I like that one. You bring up a great point there, accountant. Is I've had the exact same thing where I made contact with people that you know I have loose contact with, but you kind of reach out and go, "Hey, how are you doing? How's your family? How's everything? Oh, nice to hear from you. Good. I'm so glad you're safe." Because I think it's times like these where you realize what's really actually in your heart and what really matters. Absolutely, money isn't it. It's the people you know and and the connections you've made in life. Yes. Absolutely. And the whiskey that you have stocked. And the wine. 
Well, I'm coming. I'm I'm gonna come over and be six feet away from your door when I ask for whiskey because I'm I'm down to the twenty one Glen Keith and a little bit of tin cup. I'm running pretty lean over here. Do you know what I just poured myself right now? Talisker Dark Storm. I guess that's going in the show notes. This conversation <laughs> is over. Well, before we end it, we should give our uh, our public service announcement. What's oh, we got service? a PSA. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yes, right. It came yeah, across yeah. my radar the other day that tfsas have both of you can name a beneficiary but you can also name a successor so as a beneficiary if you have somebody named as your beneficiary of a tfsa and that you pass away they will get the the whole tfsa but it has to be liquidated out of tax-free savings account it won't be taxed but they'll get the amount out of it whereas if you name a successor which has to be a family member as far as i Remember, it can be a spouse or a child. If it's a spouse, they can continue the account. Cannot be a child. Okay, there you go. You can name your spouse, so and it, they continue the account. They cannot add any further money into it, but it continues to agree to grow tax free. Am I right? How did I do? Yeah, you nailed it. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. Nice. Yeah. Now, pretty good. And uh, apparently, riffs are the same. Oh, now I did not know that. Yes, RIFs are the same. Yeah, once you're trans, because an RRSP, there's only a beneficiary, but a RIF, when you transition to a RIF, you can name a successor. Interesting. I did not know that. Yes, that is, it's, a, it's an important one to update. And as I say that, I remember that I have not updated mine. So I should probably go do that. <laughs> so, guys, I logged on to the old FI Garage iPhone account just to see if there were any good comments. And so the first one I saw from Sunday, not long ago, says, so now I've listened to a third episode where they use the word pansy. So inappropriate. And it gave us three stars. Huh. So I had to look up pansy because I, I always thought pansy was a fairly, what's the right word? Inoculous? Yes. Yep. Non-offensive word. Right. Right? So I went on to the Urban Dictionary and a pansy is... Um, Someone very very pathetic and wimpy, generally used in a, as an insult against both sexes. Sometimes it's confused with a homo, homophobic slur, which it is generally, there is no historical basis for that. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if we offended anybody, we're sorry, or at least I am, but I try and use words that are, are definitely not from a hateful place that's fair no and I'm, I'm pretty sure the english dictionary you looked up there of what the definition of pansy is 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 accurate so urban dictionary but yeah oh urban dictionary oh sorry i missed the urban part yeah. of that i just heard dictionary i mean it's it's a flower it's a delicate flower right, right? that's what i think is. you make a good point yeah. and that's a good correction and of course we will always offer apologies on the show <laughs> i know the reference you're talking about it was uh entrepreneurship for wimps <laughs> are we allowed to use wimps <laughs> i don't know but we'll find out next <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right well listen yeah. hey guys nice chatting with you and uh, my steam beer has gone down quite nicely it's a hazy pale ale and i'm enjoying it i hope your red wine is going down well no you, no that's what you had that's what i had yeah. and uh yeah, yeah the economist is probably or the accountant's probably switched to whiskey by now anyway so it sure has it's dark storm <laughs> dark storm <laughs> <That's> delicious. <laughs> yeah 
All right. Well, let's try and do this again next week, and uh, we'll be totally out of date and totally out of context and probably offending somebody, but that's what we do in the FI Garage. <laughs> hey, that's what we're that's here right. for. Stay strong, everybody. We're here to uh, live this with you. Good night. Yeah, be healthy. Good night. Stay safe. Stay safe.